This man I'm about to bring in, he's an actor, a comedian, a speaker, a director, filmmaker, content creator, and an influencer. He's the one and only internet global sensation, Kev on stage. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you guys for having me. Amen. Amen. Hey, bro, um, I just want to start by saying, yo, we, we, love your, um, we, we love your content. We love what you're doing. And thanks for uh, keeping it real but also still keeping it about God, man. We, we appreciate that. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I just want to start by saying, man, like, look, you like the new LeBron, man. You the LeBron of comedy because you got the beautiful wife. You got, the, you know, the two sons and the daughter, right? Yep. No, no daughter. That's my niece. <laughs> oh, that's your niece. <laughs> that a lot. I get that a lot. She just, she just actually got here. Yeah. Oh, amen, bro. That's cool. That's beautiful, man. Y'all look alike, though. That's 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 the big thing. Well, that's my that's my wife's sister, so she kind of looks like my kid. My wife's <laughs> sister and her look exactly alike. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, man. But I, let me tell you something, man. I've been I've been enjoying your 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 videos for a couple of years now, man. And to me, you just revolutionized uh, comedy, man. Uh, I just really really think that. Um, you just open a door for comedians, for Christian comedians, not to be the norm, you know, because they, sometimes they come on talking about, you know, the same old, you know, like they, they try to come with church humor and parlay yeah. over to the world. But tell me, how do you do it? Because you do such a good job. How, how did you mix that and how did you get started with that? I mean, I started out, you know, in the church making people laugh and I was funny in school as well. But like when I started comedy, I started in comedy clubs and... You know, they weren't going to take me just doing church jokes every week. Like, I had to do some stuff that related to their life because, you know, these people weren't, they weren't church. They weren't in a church, so I couldn't just be like, oh, that's the church guy. And also just, I didn't want to be uh, only able to, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself to be only able to talk about church. You know, because there was, mm -hmm. that's actually the reason I started my own YouTube channel in the very beginning, because I was starting with the Playmakers, and we were killing the church videos. And I used to be like, man, I want to make this other funny video but our brand was like church funny dudes. So I was like, cool. I did that with my brother and my friend. But then on my personal page, I talked about whatever I wanted to. And that, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing ever since. Yeah. So, so what happened with that? What made you say, you know, like, well, I want to take it to the next level and I'm going to start doing my own thing outside of, you know, my, my, my boys. Well, I wouldn't even say, I, w I, I wouldn't even say I want to, ugh. I wouldn't even say I wanted to take it to the next level. I just thought there was other funny stuff that I would talk about, and it didn't make sense to throw that stuff up on the Playmakers channel because that really wasn't what we were about. We were known for church videos. And for the longest time, the Playmakers was way bigger than my own personal stuff. So I really just did it for, like, a creative outlet, you know, and then, you know, circumstances changed to where we, you know, we, we couldn't make uh, Playmakers videos anymore. So I just kind of kept going on my, my personal fan, my personal. Uh, YouTube page, and then I just really never stopped. So I wouldn't even say it was a conscious choice that I got to do my own thing. It was more like I want to make uh, other videos that are not church-related. Talking with the one and only Kev on stage. So Kev, tell me, um, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you now, and then, and now you know, uh, coming fast forward, you're doing tours. Um, I seen you. You know, you got to, you know touch overseas. Like your gift really made room for you. So. Um, were there any like, like were you, any apprehension there? Like, did you feel any like reserve to say, you know, when you get in front of these big crowds, is there any fear that kicked in? 
Absolutely. Big crowd, small crowd. I performed last night at 1130 in L.A., and there was maybe 75 people in the audience. I was probably equally as nervous uh, as I was when I performed last Sunday or Saturday when there was five, six hundred people in the audience. Perform well, I want people to like it, so I'm always, I'm always nervous. But obviously, like the bigger crowds, I'm a little more nervous. Or if it's like shooting a special, but I, to this day, I have never went out and been like, I got this. I'm not nervous at all. Wow. Yeah, man. The thing I love about about your ministry, bro, is that when you see something really unfold, like when people are say, God's going to touch it and it's going to expand. It's going to be a bumper crop. You know, we we, we use every <laughs> every analogy and every metaphor we can use. But when I really look at you, I really see, like, God expanding. You know, when we say expand your territory, I mm-hmm. see, like, it all just happened for you. And, w- and what makes it crazy is that you just like the same, like, you uh, on film, you just like the same, not that I know you in person, you're the same dude. You know what I mean? You're just like that same, that right. same brother. You just even kill, keeping it where it is. How do you do that? How do you remain humble? I mean, the thing that really, if we want to be really honest, and I don't think I've answered this question like this before, what remains remains me humble or keeps me humble, remains me humble, what keeps me humble is knowing that this can all be taken away. And not even for, like, scandal. Like, I've worked in digital media, and I've seen people rise and vine and fall and, you know, rise on YouTube, and people just stop, like, rocking with their content. So I'm really just always just trying to take advantage of the people who, like my content and want to watch it. Right. I don't want, you know, because, you know, anything could happen, man. Like Vine, you know, people's livelihood was on Vine. Yeah. And the app was, you know, like taken down. Like, you know, YouTube can decide you don't get monetized anymore. Facebook could be like, we don't want video content anymore. So I'm really kind of always just trying to build, you know, my audience at all times knowing that I don't own any of these platforms, so i got to make a way so people will want to watch me even if they didn't have me on social media. Wow. That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm sitting here, and, and, uh, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, this brother is everywhere, man. I mean, it's not a day. It, it, it's like it seems like you, you're so up on the news, what's going on. I mean, how how do you – uh, how do you keep up on that? Is this the only thing you do now? Because I know at one point you said you was a, you, you was a nine to five man. <laughs> I had a nine to five up until October, and the one thing that really helped me is that I spent a lot of time in traffic. I spent like an hour and a half in traffic, so I find something to talk about on the internet. Like when I'm getting ready for work, you know, you wake up, you look through your phone before you like get out of the bed, and I find something to talk about. And I would just make a video real quick. And like what kind of helped me be fast is. I had to take my boys to school, so I really didn't have a whole bunch of time to like, well, maybe I'll say this, maybe I'll say that. I just had to hurry up and make a video and put it up so I could get to work on time. And then I would go live on Periscope and just talk. So I was just making content really to, uh, because I liked it and, you know, a lot of times to pass time. So now I'm really just in the habit of it, and I think of it as like a business like this. These video, viral videos don't, they don't necessarily pay me, like I'm, like a Facebook video or whatever. Yeah, to introduce me to new fans who maybe want to buy a shirt or come to a show or buy my special, and I'm hoping that those people who buy that stuff will eventually buy movies that I'm in, write or produce, or you know, come to shows that I'm you know in things like that. So the idea is just you know have as many people that like you that want to support you. I mean that's really the the the, the basis of the business. Make a lot of people like you, and then hope they support you. 
Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Because when I seen you had a a, a, a snip with uh, with Kobe, I said, I said, this brother didn't touch Kobe, man. Come on now, Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I see that video and I'm just like, bro, what were you thinking? Like people always ask me, like, bro, what is wrong with you? I don't even know what's wrong with me sometimes. I just be doing <laughs> shit. And I just because now, like, I made that video with Kobe, and now I don't have a picture because I decided to make a video that. It was one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. No a picture of me and Kobe wasn't going to go viral. So I think maybe that's why deep down I did it like that because, you know, that went viral. And that, like, randomly, that video goes viral often. Like, people will send me like, yo, have you seen this? Like, yeah, man, that's me in there. <laughs> I know we all look alike, but. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man, that's hilarious! Yo, because when I seen, it, I was like, "This boy is bananas, man!" I said, "This guy," because <laughs> sometimes I know what you mean. Like in the moment, in the heat of it, it's like you know, and you know her. Like, oh, this, this, this is gonna click because it's just spontaneous. You feel to do it, but it's like, but it can either go left or right, you know? Absolutely, and that was just something that I was doing at that time in my life. Like I was doing that to everybody. It was just something funny I was doing. I was doing it to my kids, my mom, like. And that's why my fans were like, bro, you can't, you, you did that to Kobe. And I was like, bro, I've been, I, I've been doing it to everybody. Like I had to, I had to do it, you know? So, yeah. So now uh, a little bit more fast forward. I see that you and your lovely wife have started something, man. The love hour podcast, man. And, and I'm going to tell you something. You, you true. You have a very beautiful wife. I'll say that. Cause I, you, you did the clip Thanks. on. <laughs> Thank you. So um, how do you like doing that? Is, is that really fulfilling, do, doing the marital thing? We've been doing it for years. We just re-bought it back because we were, we had done the podcast about three years ago. And then we had, like, kind of stopped because it was just kind of hard to both work full-time. And my stand-up schedule had increased, so doing a podcast wasn't that easy. And then we did it last year on tour, live. And then when uh, we both quit our jobs, um, we had wow. That we bought, we wanted to do. Actually, I quit my job and she and her job closed. So the Lord closed her job, and I quit my job. Jesus, yo, man. So how was it? What made like inside? Was, did you get a prophetic word, or did you say, Lord, Lord, I'm believing this door that you that I'm already in? I mean, how, how did you how did you do that? Um, I think it was like, I mean, I was, I don't know, I, I can't say that I got a prophetic word, so to speak. It was just like. I was touring, I was working full-time, and I was trying to be a family man. And after the first tour, I was like, I know I want to do this again. But it was too taxing to to do that and work a full-time job. And it wasn't really fair to the company because I wasn't able to, to like, give them my all either. So I decided, like, you know, I want to make sure, I want to bet on myself. You know, you only get one life type of thing. And I want to make sure I'm, I'm there for my family. So I decided, like, not to work full time. And, like, I was just going to do my best to try to make up for that income. Amen. Oh, I hear you on that. I definitely hear you on that. Talking with the one only Kev on stage. So, Kev, this is uh, something I always ask all big artists, man. So I'm actually, <laughs> I got access of you. Um, we know God does what he wants to do. And that basically, you know, um, he, rewards, he rewards people. But what is the one thing that you do? that make God say, I want to use Kev over and over again? You know what's funny? I think I, I get this question a lot, and I think, you know, people always talk about what I do as a ministry, and I don't 
know that I always subscribe to that. You know what I mean? Like in a ministry, like in the way that a pastor does or has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I realize is people have a lot of misconceptions about pastors, church, and there's something like like Joe Osteen, right? I'm, you know, I like Joe Osteen or John Gray or T.D. Jake. Some Amen. people are not going to hear from them because they have this misconception about them. You know, yeah. so what I have is I'm not a pastor, but I do have a platform. So, you know, through humor, I can often get a similar message across because people might follow me because I'm funny. And then when, like, something big happens, I can redirect the praise to God. Or when something happens, like the R. Kelly thing, like, I said my true feelings. Wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a message, but I said some stuff that I feel like can help people who are hurting and help people how to raise their kids or whatever, and that my audience may help uh, or may hear that from me that they might not hear from a pastor. And then also, like, the same way a, a person could have been a felon and, you know, they go back to uh, prison and talk to, you know, people who are in prison, they're going to hear from the, that guy because he has credibility in a way neither I nor the pastor have. So I feel like God has people with certain skills and certain sets of abilities to reach the people that only they can reach. And I think that's all I'm, you know, trying to do. Amen. Amen. That's, uh, that's beautiful, bro. I just want to say, man, that, that bro, you, you like a whirlwind man. And to me, uh, when I look at you, bro, I always look, I always say you, you offer to me, you offer hope. You know, yeah. you, Thank you, 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 I'm, I'm serious. You really do offer hope. You're, you're a black man in this day and age that God is using. You're positive. There's never no, like, you know, a lot of, you know, controversy around it. You just come in, you keep it, you know, you keep it 100, you know, never trying to put material things first. You just come in and, and to me, that's where the power of God lies and us trusting him and just coming in. And, um, I thank you for that, man. I'm serious. Thank you. I appreciate it. Amen, amen. So, um, I, I know you. I know you're busy. You're doing a movie right now. So, uh, <laughs> is, is this your? Is, is that your own endeavor that you're doing? You're producing, or is it something you, you're part of somebody's uh, project? Here's the funny thing, man. Right now, I I have no agent. You know, no Hollywood connections. I just have ideas, and God's blessed me. Like the best thing the tour offered me is enough income to reinvest and do some things that I want to do. So, you know, the, I start off with a podcast, you know, Love Hour, Righteous and Ratchet. I've got a new podcast coming up. Those things are kind of uh, low cost. I just shoot them in my, in my house. And I have some other stuff that I'm working on, longer form stuff like a travel TV show. You know, like I'm just, I'm just not like, I'm not waiting for somebody to pitch me to a network and have somebody else approve me. When I have a camera and editing skills and, and I can post it, and then hopefully I can get advertisers to help pay for it or whatever. But like, it's a two thing. Like, I don't have any contact in Hollywood, and I also wouldn't wait for them to do something that I could do myself. So that's what I do, man. You, you'd be amazed what you can shoot with just an iPhone. You know, so man, see, this is what I mean, Kev. This is the nature of the brother. Black men has been putting things in their own hands, doing them for years, and it seemed like that got lost in some way. You know what I mean? But you, yeah. you know, you know, because back in the day, it was like you're popping up. They did everything. They could fix cars. They could paint. Right. <laughs> they could. You know what I mean? Right. They could do a little bit of everything. My dad was an electrician. I'm the last of twelve kids, dude. So it's like 
I done seen my dad do everything. And I'm sitting up here yeah. like, and a lot of that is lost. So when I look at you, that's why I say you offer hope. Because you just said, yeah, well, I, I, I can edit, I can do this, I can do that. You know what I mean? So I just do it myself. Yeah. I ain't gonna wait for these cats to call me. And I uh, you know, myself, some stuff I could do on a nicer camera, and I keep it on an iPhone so people could be like, bro, how do you do that? Like, bro, buy an iPhone. And if you can't afford an iPhone, buy an uh, <laughs> Apple um, uh, iPhone Touch. Like, iPad. Stuff, it was on an iPhone Touch, so... And that wasn't because I was trying to prove something. It was like, this is the only way I can shoot pretty good quality stuff and, and edit it. And I would edit on my computer with the free software. And to this day, I still shoot and edit on the free software that came with my phone that everybody else who has an iPhone has. Oh, and man. the same thing. Like, it's not just iPhone. If you have an Android, they have, you know, these qualities, like the, the, the smarter phones, not the, you know, if your phone ain't got a, a real screen, they, they ain't got it. You could come in looking like Atari. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I didn't go to no editing school. I didn't go to film school. I didn't go to comedy school. I just did. And what I didn't know how to do, I I watched YouTube videos to figure out how to do it. And you know, hey, man. Oh man, you got me crying over here, man. You, but um, one last question, man. What did you used to do before you did this? Well, out of college, I worked at a daycare, and then I got fired because I told my. <laughs> I told my area retail lead manager, she was like, yo, man, like, what's your dream? And I was like, I think she wanted me to say that I wanted to manage the branch or manage a couple branches. And I was like, oh, I want to be an entertainer. I'm really only working this job to help me pay for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all, but uh, I ain't going to be here forever. So <laughs> that was a terrible idea. I would not recommend that. I guess the truth will set you free, right? The truth will set you free. But if you ain't going to help me, you got to explain it to your wife. I, uh, man, it, that's the hardest thing. A black man come home, got to tell his wife, he ain't got his job. Are you kidding yeah, me? <laughs> yeah. That's so, I worked at Boeing, and then uh, I worked at Boeing, and I quit my job there to move to L.A., and that was the last job that I kind of had that wasn't in digital media. My last job that I just quit was working at All Def, uh Digital, which is a media company, so that wasn't a, a traditional job in that way. Like, it was it was making YouTube videos and stuff as well. Wow. Hey, man, see now, see everybody who's listening. This is hope. This is what God can do. If if, if you just take the gift and just walk in the gift, woo, man, you, man, yeah, bro. I, I thank you so much, man. So, uh, right. hey, look, man, much love to you, bro. Have a good night. All right, appreciate it. What's up? It's your boy Kevin on stage. You're listening to Praise Hallelujah with Brother D and Sister A. Keep it locked.